Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to check us out live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It is the Odd Couple on a New Year's Eve, a funky flashback Friday. That's right, 2022 is quickly approaching. Rob Parker and Martin Weiss filling in for Chris Broussard. We're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. If you're a value customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. And that's why Discover matches all the cash back You've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match limitations apply. Uh, Martin Weiss. Betty White passed away. The final, the last golden girl, Betty White died Today, at the age of 99, her birthday is January 17th. She was just shy of 100 years old, which is incredible. The life she lived, and uh, she even hosted Saturday Night Live in her 90s, or the oldest person to ever do that. But most people recently, of course, her last big hit was the show The Golden Girls. What a great show. Rose Nyland, who uh, played on the show She was the naive woman from Minnesota, and uh, that show ran from 1985 to 1992, about four senior women sharing a house in Miami, and uh, just- Why did they all live together, Rob, in the show? Was it just they- all the, they were what, all, what was the they, story? Yeah, the story was they were all like got divorced, or their husbands died, you know what I mean, and they wound up uh, kind of forming this new family, and- uh, Betty White was a big part of this show. And Martin, today, which was uh, strange, I should say, is that a lot of my friends reached out to me when they heard the news. And a lot of them said to me on a text or whatever, a call, that I thought of you right away, like I thought of you. Because anybody who knows me, and Martin, you know, it's one of my favorite shows. I mean, you were the first person I thought of. I was like, oh, did I, you really like? Uh oh, well, is Rob all right? Well, I was gonna. Think? I figured that you would be fine. Right. <laughs> you know, I figured you kind of had the same, probably same reaction you had when Matt when, when that I had when John Madden died. It was like, damn, that sucks. Like, right. damn, really? Damn, no, I can't. And then you just kind of Google around and be like, dang, well, they were really old. It's like, damn, man, that sucks. Right, but I knew I'd be talking to you for like three hours later on in the day, so I, you know, I, I figured we get to it here. Right, and, and uh, she she was on other TV shows. Her career is pretty remarkable. She was Sue Ann Nibbins on the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Um, she was very good in that. She had a number of her own shows. Martin. Uh, she also married Alan Ludden, who was a big time game show host. He was the host of Password. It was her third marriage. She married Alan Ludden, um, and then he died of cancer, but she never remarried after that. She, it, the, the thing that's pretty amazing about her is she started her career pretty early on in television as a, a, 
experimental television show um, back in the 30s before television became a thing. She was actually involved in it. And she was 17 years old in 1939. And she was on an experimental TV broadcast. The technology was still in its infancy, having made a public debut in 1939 at the New York World Fair. So just imagine, like, here's a new thing. You know, the World's Fair, they bring up things that might happen in the future, Martin. Sure. Hey, look at this thing. It's called a television. (laughs) You know, it's radio with pictures. Right. That's really what it was. And uh, she uh, was a part of that and then wound up uh, being getting a a show in 1949 – she did a five-and-a-half-hour live TV show, 1949. I think TV was, what, 1947 or right around there? Right. And basically it was like a loose variety show called Hollywood on Television. And so that's where she launched her career. She had a long career. And you know this. I mean, people like this when icons, and she's definitely a television icon, Betty White. But 99 years is a pretty damn good run, I would say. And to have so many people care about you and when people connect. And the thing about the show for me, I'll tell you, people ask me all the time, how do you get involved and get so caught up on a show? Especially when nobody looks like you, Martin, nobody, I have nothing in common. The only thing I could say I had in common on with any of the uh, characters on that show was Dorothy was born in Brooklyn, in New York. That, that's it, as loose as that is. And I was born in Queens, not even Brooklyn. Right. So there's no real tie. But if you watch the show, it was the connection because it was just funny. And funny is funny. It's not about you have to look like the characters. Do you agree with me? You have to be the, a character in order to relate. Does that make sense? No, sure. I mean, I can, you can find humor in a lot of different things. I think it's more... I mean, anything, any type of TV show, music, things that are, are that are put out for mass consumption. It's all about how it makes you feel, right? Like we, like a television show. The the it's gonna you objectively have shows that are good and shows that are bad. But the shows that we objectively consider good are ones that we all can consider. This show was funny. This show made me laugh. This show. So it's like it makes perfect sense that somebody like you with nothing in common. I mean, my favorite, one of my favorite comedies is Curb Your Enthusiasm. Larry David is a Jewish man in his seventies, and I have found, I've never related to a TV character more. And I'm a 32 year old black man. Right. Right. No doubt. It's, no, but that. But that's exactly my point. Because I get all the all the time. How could you like that show about the old women living in Miami? And I just like, uh, funny is funny. Funny is funny. It doesn't matter. And the writing to me, you know, being a writer, Martin, I love TV shows with great writing. And, you know, of course you have to have the actors and actresses to be able to deliver the lines, to make it funny and facial expressions. But the writing of the show was so fantastic. And this is how I first got hooked uh, into watching the Golden Girls. So I was home for whatever reason, two Saturday nights in a row back in the 80s. I just came home. It was a Saturday and I'm cooking dinner. And I think that show came on at nine o'clock. So I'm making dinner and I'm watching TV. And the first week I watch and just put it on. It just happens to be on NBC and I'm laughing. 
I'm laughing out loud. I look to myself. I'm looking and nobody else is there at the apartment with me. And I just go, this is funny. You know, like this is funny. And I'm laughing to myself at the TV about the show and the lines. The next week I'm home again. And again, NBC's on. I turn the TV on. I'm watching. Not like, hello, let me go see that show again. It just happened. I'm laughing even louder the next week. I've been hooked ever since. I've watched this show almost any opportunity I can. You know, my wife used to have to watch it because I just watched it every night. I remember being on the radio in Detroit. Did she like it? She liked it. She did like it. Um, not as much as me, of course, but she did like it and she did watch it. Uh, some of the guys, Alex, I think you told me before, did you watch this show with your mom? So my mom, Rob, before I started working here, she was pretty uh, Golden Girls religious like yourself. She loves right. watching it. Watch it all the time. I'd come home. She'd be sitting down there watching it by herself in the middle of the night, just laughing her little Rob Parker, <laughs> which is my favorite. The best thing was, though, too, is like you said, it doesn't matter about your age group, your range. I sat down a few times and watched with her, too. There's certain characters and certain actors that I think have the ability to make people feel encompassed to a situation or a part of the environment what you're watching. So, for example, that's why Dwayne Johnson is in all the movies. He has that family vibe. That's why Eddie exactly. Murphy had a great run. Yeah. That's why I think Betty White, too, not only her history that you talked about, but to me, it's so cool to see somebody who's there at, quote, unquote, the beginning of television as a whole to see her transition into her role of what she became a sitcom star basically and still did movie stuff towards the end of her life which was sensational to me and mad respect rob i'd say you still have good taste and probably hopefully half as funny as maybe betty white one day rob <laughs> no, no hey I, I wish right betty white even the snickers commercials right that yes. she did right she even did the snickers commercials for a lot of young people and it's surprising. I've, I heard of a lot and I read a lot on my Twitter and my social media where people talked about watching it with their grandmother or watching it with their mother or, you know, their family or uh, feeling a connection to her, even though she's this older woman and, and they're all on this show. And the show has had such an effect on me. Uh, obviously, I went to the Golden Girls cruise. Right. You know, I did something like that where I just didn't care like what people would think. You know what I mean? It was like, dude, I just I love this show. And it was great to go on that cruise to uh, Mexico. Hey, Bo, you're a younger guy. Have you watched the show? Does it connect with you at all or not? I have not watched Golden Girls, but um, Betty White was uh, she was so iconic as a, a person. Um, I remember her distinctly from the movie Lake Placid. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Yep, it's like absolutely. The, the giant crocodiles, and she she's in that movie raising the uh, raising them, and she just the way she plays it and her character, it's really good. So it is uh, definitely sad. And then obviously she had that Snickers commercial that I think a lot of people are going to everybody remember her right. From. A lot of younger people, yeah. absolutely. So it's it, it it's hard because you know ninety nine years old, she lived such a full life. So. Um, it, it sucks to see her go, but you really can't be too upset. She had she had a good she had a really and, good run, and she was you know like uh, still quick witted and you know what I mean. Yeah. At ninety nine people yeah. aren't usually that alive and and you know still thoughtful and still funny and still relevant. I mean, she was incredible to put in ninety nine years. Um, but uh, yeah, so it all the Golden Girls are gone now. 
And uh, the show will live on. I mean, it's unbelievable how this show went off, I said, in 1992. And it's as popular as it is still on all over the place. And they got a big convention coming up in Chicago, Martin in April. Mm -hmm. You know, yours truly is going to make his way out to Chicago for Golden Con is what they're calling it or something, you know, like a big uh, Golden Con. Yeah, you something that like would that. Be the, that would be the thing to get you to the because that is that's a thing. Yeah, Santa Con, Complex right. Con. There's, that's a thing. Go, the Golden Girls would be the thing to get you to go to a convention with a with a uh, abbreviated nickname with Con on it. Yeah, so I think I'm going to do that. All right, we're going to do something. You know, the odd couple. You know how uh, how big of a fan I am of the show. And if you have any thoughts of Betty White, we'd love to hear them. It could be anything. Her favorite character. Maybe you like the Mary Tyler Moore show more. Maybe you liked her in some of the other things that she did. Um, you know, you just heard Bo talk about Lake Placid. He loved her in that, you know, and the, the character she played in that. If you have any thoughts, here's an opportunity to uh, express them. Doing a little something different on a New Year's Eve. Uh, Bed, the passing of Betty White, 99 years, a television icon. And uh, she will be missed by many, including yours truly. So uh, hit us up, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Betty White, tell us your uh, feelings for her. It is The Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It is the Odd Couple on a funky flashback Friday and Tom Crady going out in style 2021 heading to 2022. Rob Parker, Martin Weiss filling in for Chris Broussard. Coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. And it can happen easily. A few drinks become a few too many. It's time to go when you think calling for a ride home. Nah, what's the worst that can happen you get pulled over, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone, drive sober, or get pulled over, paid for by NHTSA. We're uh, talking about the life of Betty White, someone who I admired and watched and enjoyed over the years. And, um, you know, there are people who aren't as fanatical as I am about the show, but still have an appreciation for someone who's been iconic for television for so long I mean Martin you're in your 30s just to think somebody's been on TV that long and having such an impact is pretty amazing yeah she was on TV like probably like three times the amount of time I've spent on this earth so that's right that's crazy pretty remarkable when you think about it all right uh 877-99 on Fox you got thoughts about Betty White her incredible career just your thoughts. Uh, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Dennis in Akron, you're on The Odd Couple. What you got, buddy? Hey, fellas. Great show. Happy New Year. You know, you guys did a great show tonight. Thank Wonderful. you, bud. Yep. Ah, growing up as a kid in the 70s, every Saturday night, it was the Mary Tyler Moore show. Had to watch uh, Betty White as Sue Ann Nivens, the man-hungry yes. um, host of um, of uh, her cooking show on that on, uh on the show, and she always had a Lou Grant, who, as we all know, he passed away at Asner. Yes. Sad. But, um, yeah, I mean, that was, to me, you know, Saturday Night Entertainment, it was always great. Now, as for Golden Girls, 
Yeah. I mean, you had uh, Beatrice Arthur and um, Rue McClanahan, who were on Maud at that time. Yep, they were together and then, of on Maud. Betty White, who was on Mary Tyler Moore. And then, of course, the youngest member of the group was Estelle Getty, which most people don't realize, but yeah, she was the youngest of the group. And but, they, uh, they did that because so many, like when they cast older people as the right, 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 grandparents, I, they yeah. die during the show. It happens a lot. So they decided to, to cast a younger woman and just dress her up to be old. <laughs> I mean, that it's, that uh, makes it does right? make a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense, especially when you're dealing with oxygen oh, and such. It, it's happened. Like Mother Jefferson on the Jeffersons, she died during the show. Of They can't, you know, make them too old because they could wind up passing. eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Bobby in Texas, you're on the uh, you're on the Odd Couple. What you got? Yes, sir. When they when they played on the Colin Girls, what really made that show so special was it was it was comedy. Betty White was always a, a, a fantastic comedian, but it was all good, clean comedy. You know, it just it, they all four of them just did a fantastic job on the Colin Girls. It, yeah, it definitely like one of the all time classics. The show. Uh, they were all funny in their own right. They were all different. I mean, all accomplished people. They had all been on shows before. You know what I mean? And and originally, yeah. I think NBC, the people didn't think four women on TV. If you remember the very first episode, the very first episode had a gay cook named Coco who lived with them because they thought that they couldn't do a show, Martin, with all women, so they, they had this gay cook. Uh, to be a part of the, the the group, and after one show, they realized they don't they don't need that. You know, to have a a man that 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 people would still watch it, even if it was just for women. Man, I know this. What if you were the actor who was playing that man, and it's like, damn, I was I could have been on one of the on an most iconic, iconic TV shows of all time, but instead of Coco, I wonder whatever happened. That guy played. He was a gay cook on that show, and if anybody who's watched the show, you'll know the first episode because he's in it. Oh, that, now he's just a trivia question. Jordan yes. in Atlanta, you're on the Odd Couple. What you got, bud? How you doing? Um, happy New Year. I you too. Thank you, bud. Um, I've always known about Golden Girls because my grandma watched it when I was a kid, but I can't really say that I was a fan of it until right. about like a year or two ago when my sister used to watch it all the time when I got home from work. And then I would definitely say that um, you, Rob Parker, your love for Golden Girls has definitely made me more of a fan. Just um, you, how much um, enjoyment you have from it, you going to the Golden Girls cruise, it just um, made me want to watch it a little bit more. It, well, that says a lot too, man, because I I can't get over, like I just got in the mail, if you follow me on social media, Martin, I don't know if you saw it, my godson, Christian, just yesterday, I got his Christmas present in the mail, and it's a picture of the four women, and it says, Stay Golden, which I hung up in my dining room. And, I mean, literally just got in the, just came in the mail. I mean, and just, every, just everybody two days knows. ago, three days ago, I gave you a Golden Girls sweatshirt. That's right, hoodie for and Christmas. Then, and then today on Instagram, I gave you that shirt. Oh, the one I had on the cruise. Yes, I gave you, you that You did shirt. give me that. You did give me that one as well. That's right, Martin. You bought me a number of Golden Girls stuff. I I've, bought, I've bought more Gordon, Golden Girls merchandise than shows watched. <laughs> Tariq in Toronto, you're on The Odd Couple. Happy New Year's, guys. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. 
So I want to say, first of all, um, I, I grew up on, well, I wouldn't say I grew up on the Golden Girls, but Saturday uh, Saturday nights it was Golden Girls, 227, and Emptiness, that NBC lineup. Yep. And, I, you know, you when you're younger, you watch what your parents or grandparents watch, so it's always the Golden Girls. So I had an appreciation for the character Rose at that time, more so than Betty White. So that's how I grew to learning and seeing what Rose and what Betty White was all about. And I was seeing a couple of clips, and she also reminds me of uh, Tim, how she would deliver a comedy, like Tim Conway back in the Carol Burnett show. Very natural, her delivery was very natural. And if you look at the like, if you look at the cast members. They're doing their best to keep their composure, try to stay in character because right. the way she delivered her lines. It was no incredible, doubt. right? So it's uh, yeah. So like I said, I was a big, I was a fan of the character roles as opposed to Betty White, and also all those years she was able to stay relevant without being obnoxious and overbearing. So that's very important for any sort of a uh, movie star or celebrity uh, after so many years in the business, just You're trying right. to be relevant that, without that, being overbearing or obnoxious. That's a great point. We appreciate the call. Happy New Year. And, and Martin, because cause after a while, you know, to be around that long, people get tired of you. You know what I mean? Like, oh, sure. here we go. Betty White again. You know, like. It's she like was Tom Brady. The, yeah. You know, it is like Tom Brady. Like, after a while, you're like, okay, can somebody else play quarterback? Is it really, like, enough? But uh, uh, definitely. Hey, that was really nice, guys. Real nice tributes to Betty White. Uh, gone at age 99, and um, she will be missed. She was really uh, a television icon, is or uh, will always be, and people will remember her. So, Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast this is the intersection where sports business society and pop culture meet the truth absolute fire on mondays wednesdays and fridays facts only make sure you check your feelings at the door because no bs is allowed we keep it 100 this is where real conversations happen listen to the right or wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you get your podcasts all right, it is the Odd Couple coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. AutoZone has your free service uh, that you need to help you get back on the road like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. That's right, with over 5,600 locations nationwide. AutoZone is here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone, now it's time for our man Lamar Mitchell. What's up? Lamar Mitchell from the MGM Grand. He's the director of race and sports. Lamar, happy New Year's Eve to you. What's going on, my man? Say hi to Martin Weiss. Martin, hey, hey, happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, Rob. Sorry about your girl, Betty White. Yeah, you know, we just talked about Betty. 99 years, a nice run for her. But it is sad. The final Golden Girl is all gone. No doubt. Yeah. I know how excited you were to go on that Golden Girls cruise. I remember getting those text messages from you. It was, uh, That's right. Pretty, hey, pretty fun. The best part about the Golden Girls cruise is you don't have to worry about anybody getting pregnant. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 All right, let's do this. Early national championship line. Uh, will Alabama be favored again? Alabama will be favored again, yes. Okay. 
and yes. and and uh, did everybody win today? I mean, people. I know Martin took Cincinnati. Did people buy into that Cincinnati was going to cover because it was thirteen and a half points, or did people pile up money on uh, Alabama? They piled up money on Alabama. We had a lot of people in the book uh, betting on Alabama. People saying Cincinnati was overrated. We had some uh, esteemed guests up in our skyboxes screaming, Cincinnati's overrated, let's go Bama. So, yeah, nobody was buying into uh, Cincinnati, unfortunately. Um, They didn't play as well as they had hoped to, and Alabama did exactly what they wanted to do. Yeah, and Georgia's doing whatever they want to do right now. So I'm going to go ahead and skip on past this one as a Michigan alum and ask you about NFL Sunday, if you don't mind. Yeah, let's, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, we got so we have a, a situation here brewing in Seattle. Pete Carroll says they need to rebuild, not retool. Russell Wilson is actively saying he may not want to be in Seattle. It's not his last game in the NFL. Don't worry, Lamar. It just might be his last one in Seattle, even though nobody asked him if this was planning on being his last game in Seattle. They're get they're 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 seven and a half point favorites versus the Lions coming up this week. This is a line that jumped out to me. It didn't make much sense. Tell me about like what's going on here with this. Do the Seahawks should they should they? That's a lot of points for the Seahawks. We we were talking about that too, but that's what the market is dictating. Uh, a couple of the close guys that I work with, we thought that line was too much. Uh, when you look at it. Uh, the public is buying into the Lions plus a seven and a half. Although uh, the game is lightly bet, the money is about two to one in favor of the Seahawks. So people are still Seahawk believers. But I agree with you, Martin. I, I think that you know seven and a half is a lot for the Seahawks, uh, a team that could beat the Bears. No, I know, and cost me some shekels on that one. How about this? Does Vegas think Lamar Jackson will uh, miss the game against the Rams after missing practice? Yes. Yes, it's uh, this is this game is all one-sided. The sharps, the public, uh, we don't believe Lamar Jackson is going to play in this game. Uh, the money is ludicrous in in terms of uh, how much it is compared to what the Rams are, or the Ravens. No one's betting on the Ravens. Tickets are six to one. Sharps bet this game up to three, to four, four and a half, up to five and a half. Uh, all one-sided. Like I say, everyone thinks uh, he's not going to play. So I made a bet with a friend of mine maybe three months or maybe three, four weeks ago because, you know, we were doing a podcast and he was saying, you know, Jonathan Taylor's got an outside shot at MVP and the odds at the time were 100 to 1. And I said, there's absolutely no shot that Jonathan Taylor's going to win MVP. I'll give you 1,500 to 1 right now. Now he's 7 to 1. But Aaron (laughs) Rodgers has this thing locked up, right? (laughs) For your sake, you better hope he has it locked up. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't believe, uh, you know, they, they love getting it to quarterbacks. And you're, you're right right there. I mean, even last year when Derrick Henry uh, busted out for over 2,000 and took his he team got to the no, He got no votes. Right, right. And I think, I think Jonathan Taylor will probably get more votes because of the way how the Colts started out so poorly. But if Aaron Rodgers does his bad man thing, it's not going to really matter because everyone's going to say he's a quarterback, he's a driving force of the team, even though Jonathan Taylor has really driven the Colts. Now, I have a quick follow-up on that one. How I feel like how much do you factor in the human element of 
these people who are voting for this are people who may or may not have feelings about the way that Aaron Rodgers had his vaccination versus immunized. We don't need to get all into it. We just know that there are a lot of people that did not necessarily care for the way he carried that situation. Does that impact his MVP voting at all in, in, in your eyes? In my eyes, I don't think it will. I think his numbers, I mean, even though he's not putting up the numbers he put up last year as far as yards or, and touchdowns, uh, the fact that, you know, the one game that he missed, they, they lost. Uh, in my eyes, I, I see exactly where you're going, but I don't think from the voting standpoint that they're going to really ding him on that uh, because the team is so dynamic when he's there and he's put up those numbers. And they got the best record in the league. I mean, it'd be hard to to look at that. Uh, All right, last thing here, we're going to ask you uh, about the emotion of Monday being Big Ben's last game at Heinz Field. Does anything uh, shift the line in Pittsburgh's favor uh, because of something like that, like players wanting to play well and win a game for Big Ben in his final game at Heinz Field? From a betting standpoint, the betters are saying no, and that's emphatic, (laughs) big, fat no. Uh, money's about 10 to 1 on the Browns, and the ticket count is even. Although we don't have any sharp play, but the money that we do have coming in on this game, uh, even though Ben said it's probably going to be his last home game Monday night, Hinesville, uh, yeah, no, not, no, not from a money standpoint. No, sir. And, and one last quick one about the Cowboys are favored by six points against the Cards. The Cards are desperate. They've lost three in a row. They've lost five out of eight. Is that line because of uh, where the Cowboys are or, uh, you know, did to Washington? Or is that line where you see a desperate team? Could that backfire on people? I, I think, you know, the Sharps uh, bet this from five to five and a half up to six. So they're, they're on the side of the Cowboys. So the, the Sharps like that number on the market. Uh, ticket count is three to one. But, you know, desperate teams, you got to – this is a tricky game. I'm going to say it's a tricky game because the Cowboys are playing a, a Raider team on Thanksgiving that they should have easily beat. Mm-hmm. And the Raiders, I, I think the Raiders at yep. that time had lost three in a row. And, uh, you know, the Raiders weren't as good as the Cardinals are perceived to be. So, you know, Kyler Murray's undefeated at uh, – uh, Jerry world over there. So it's, it could come back to backfire, but you know, we'll see the sharks. Like I say, they, they like that number. So they like the Cowboys. So we'll see. All right. Well, happy new year to you and your family, Lamar Mitchell, MGM grand director of race and sports. And I'll see you pretty next soon month. next month. Yep. That's right. Next year, I'll see you for your birthday. I'm looking that's right. To next year at the MGM grand, you're the best man. Thank you for everything you do for us. All right, Lamar, appreciate you. you. Yeah, you guys have a safe and happy new year. You too, bro. You too. All right. We're going to wrap this bad boy up. It is the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. Rob Parker and Martin Weiss in for Chris Broussard. Stick and stay. For the last Odd Couple segment in 2021, U.S. of A. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It is The Odd Couple. Funky flashback Friday. Rob Parker, Martin Weiss in for Chris Broussard. We're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. And do you think it's okay to drive stoned? The truth is your reaction time slows way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Stop kidding yourself. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. 
If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI paid for by NHTSA. Let's and Rob, I do, I do want to take this moment to wish everybody across the country a Happy New Year! Nice. I hope somewhere Bob Wojanowski heard that. Wojo? That's that what, what he said. Yeah, that's that. You know, Wojo would tell people that's Happy right. New he would Year say it in all August. Year. <laughs> exactly. It would be all year. That's right. I almost forgot about that bit. Very nice. Uh, Martin, let's wrap up the show here. Real quick, talk about uh, Kyrie's coming back either January 5th or 12th. Those are the two dates he could play road games, not in Brooklyn. And they're tied with Chicago for the best record in the East. They have the best road record in the NBA, surprisingly. And Kyrie's going to be joining them on the road. Other than Toronto, I think he'll be in Golden State, right? In in San Francisco. Those are the only two road game places he can't play. But uh, what do you think? The, how do you think the chemistry will this work? Uh, having a part-time player in Kyrie, I think it will. I mean, at this point, dude, some of these names. Bismack Biombo signed a uh, NBA ten day in the time in which we were doing this show. Exactly. I mean, we are seeing guys in and out of the lot. I mean, there's there is no continuity currently in sports over the last. 24 months or so. So if you're telling me that one of the moving pieces is going to be one of the, I don't know, top 15 players in the league, yeah, that's going to help. Like, I think it's going to help that Kyrie may or even if he's part-time Kyrie, he's going to help the Brooklyn Nets bottom line. How important is this, though, Martin? You know what I think? I think Kyrie's playing for his basketball legacy. And, and i say this. I think he was left off the top 75 because he's so quirky and people – because it's not his talent. Am I right? Like like Damian Lillard, who has achieved far less than Kyrie, is on that top 75 list. Well, I mean, the top 75, uh, to me, it's, 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 a, it's a non-issue. But I think Kyrie has been a, has been a Robin for quite some time. And I think that if you, he tried to go out and be his own Batman and it didn't quite necessarily have the but same. He did, but he has a championship. He made a huge shot in that champ. I'm just saying – Damian Lillard, by standards, what have they done in the play- playoffs? Like nothing. He's never won any any major awards. I'm not ripping right, Damian but the, but, Lillard. I'm but, just I saying. Mean, that but I, the argument would be that if Kyrie wasn't opposite of LeBron or wasn't next to LeBron James, and then now next to the Kevin Durant, he would be having very similar stats. As as will you be asking, what did Kyrie do in the playoffs? Yeah, but he made a he made a championship winning shot and was a part a big part of it. He averaged 29 points in that series. My point is this: I do believe that he's playing for his legacy from this standpoint. Will an owner be willing to pay or give this guy a new contract if you feel like you can't count on him? Do you know what I mean? Whether it's being vaccinated, whether it's taking mental health days because you don't feel like it. You know, remember his, he was anti-stance for the bubble. Like, he's starting to add well, up, don't you think? I don't think him coming back this year is some – I would that wouldn't be a, a vote of confidence towards your overarching point. I think if you trusted Kyrie was going to be there, I think whatever level of trust you had in Kyrie Irving before uh, December, you should have it right now. Because nothing changed for him. It's just the rules around him changes and the circumstances around him changed. But he didn't change his stance or his position. It's just everything else around him changed. It could be, you know, I, I could, you know, it, it, 
somebody could say something, you know, I'll never eat that again. And then when that's the only thing left in the world to eat, you know, is either eat that or starve, well, maybe you change your position a little bit. And I feel like that's what the Brooklyn Nets were in. Like, are we rather signing Bismack Biombo types on 10-day contracts or are we right. going to go ahead and get Kyrie Irving back over Who here? we're paying, right, not to play. Exactly. Uh, at home, I mean, they're paying them. So, so I think I, I get what you're saying, but I just think he, he definitely needs um, – to get people to feel like he can be counted on as we go forward. But all right, let's uh, wrap up the show. And we just want to send a really a happy new year to all the happy odd couple new listeners year! and supporters because you guys are, you make the show like plain and simple. We can do all the stuff we do, Alex and Bo and Martin, but it is about the listeners. I mean, and the downloads and where our show has grown in the last three and a half years or whatever. So, Happy New Year. Be safe out there. The Odd Couple, we love you guys. We appreciate your support. Martin, Happy New Year to you, buddy. Happy New and Year to Alex you. and Bo and Steve DeSager, all you guys. Enjoy yourselves. Be safe. And uh, we'll see you next week in 2022. That's right. Biggest comeback in college football history happening right now. College football playoff. Okay, you're so crazy. You're <laughs> Meshuggah. All right, Fox Sports Radio, Happy New Year!